Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. If you've not already, I do encourage you to pick up my detective novel, Slime Incorporated. It's available as a paperback, an ebook, or an audible book through audible.com or the iTunes store. It's a story of murder and dirty politics set against the backdrop of the Idaho gubernatorial election. You can find all my books, audiobooks, and ebooks at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby. And the title is Madam Valentine. Mystery is my hobby. For many years, I'd known of the mysterious Madame Valentine and her fabulous estate on Long Island. And so when I received an urgent telephone call from the Madame herself asking me to call, I promised to be at Valentine Manor in as short a time as possible. Yes? What is it? Hello. I'm Barton Drake. Barton Drake. The name is not familiar. If you're selling something... I'm not. Although, in these times, you should be more polite to salesmen. Just suppose I had a brand new vacuum cleaner. I'd still not be interested. Good day, Mr. Drake. Just a minute, please. I'm sure Madame Valentine would not approve of this at all. Madame Valentine? Yes, this uh, is her home, isn't it? What is that Madame Valentine wouldn't approve of? Of you sending me away. You see, I have an appointment with her. I don't believe it. Madame Valentine has seen no one for months. If you won't believe me, we've reached an impasse. Well? Well. Mr. Drake, you're being rude. Will you please take your foot out of the door? I think my rudeness is comparable only to your own, Miss Valentine. Your aunt phone and ask me to call. I do not intend to leave Valentine Manor until I've seen her. In that event, I shall summon my cousins and have you thrown off the place. Please do. That'll confirm my rising suspicions. I beg your pardon. For some reason, other than your native rudeness, you're determined I shall not see your aunt. I want to know why. What in the world are you talking about? I came here for the purpose of attempting to determine why your aunt lives in constant fear of her life. If there are many people like yourself living in this house, I know the answer. The idea. The very idea. Will you be good enough to announce to your aunt that Barton Drake is calling? Certainly not. Well, then would you please summon your cousins and have me thrown off the place? That's exactly what I intend to do. Thank you. Earl! Frank! Barton Drake! How dare you come in here? I saw my opportunity and took advantage of it. Tell me, are cousin Earl and Frank big fellows? Yes. Uh, no, I mean... What in the world is all the rumpus about? Oh, who is this young man? Aunt Bertha, why did you leave your room? Dr. Fowler... Oh, fiddle on Dr. Fowler. Young man, are you Barton Drake? Yes, I am. I'm sorry I couldn't convince your charming niece. My purpose was not... Some kind of a salesman, Aunt Bertha. I told him you wanted to see no one. And what makes you think Mr. Drake is a salesman, my dear? He put his foot in the door. Who else would be so rude? Sally. Oh, Sally, you're priceless. Oh, but Aunt Bertha... Forgive me, dear, for laughing. I should have told you that I phoned asking Mr. Drake to call. You asked him to call? Oh, Aunt Bertha and I... You I... were most charming, Miss Valentine. I quite forgive you. Forgive me? Mm-hmm. Oh, you... You... Aunt Bertha, this has been most humiliating. Especially when you asked me I'm to... sorry, my dear. Truly, I am. 
I had planned to admit Mr. Drake myself without disturbing anyone. But you said yourself in view of what had happened. Yes, yes, I know. I'll explain later. You run along now and ask Melissa to serve tea to Mr. Drake and me in the library. All right. I'll tell her. But I still think it was unfair. <laughs> Your niece is a most remarkable girl, Madame Valentine. Oh, Sally's a dear. So alive and impetuous. Yes, she is. Reminds me of myself when I was a girl. <laughs> You know, unfortunately, she's the only one in the household that I can trust. Oh? Uh -huh. Come along into the library, Mr. Drake, where we can talk in private. This way, Splendid. Please. For many years, I've had a suppressed desire to see the famous Valentine Library. No, oh, you're interested in books, Mr. Drake. <laughs> Here we are. Very much so. Well. After we've had our talk, I want you to feel at liberty to browse among the bookshelves. You'll find many rare and valuable first editions. I shall look forward to doing so. The books comprise no small part of the famous Valentine fortune. It is their value that has stimulated my, uh, uh, imaginings. Imaginings? That is what my two dear nephews, Earl and Frank Winthrop, called them. Up until yesterday, I was inclined to agree with them. And what happened yesterday, Madame Valentine? A second attempt was made on my life. A second? And when was the first? About two weeks ago. For a time after my husband's death, I tried living on here by myself, Mr. Drake. Mm, but you found there were too many memories? Oh, yes. I came to know what real loneliness was like, Mr. Drake. I see. And so you asked your only living relatives to come and live with you? Yes. Mm -hmm. There was a niece, whom you've already met, yes. and two nephews whose names I just mentioned. I remember the alacrity with which they all responded to your invitation. Mr. Drake... Hmm? I am old enough to have few illusions left, and I pride myself on not being an alarmist. But you feel that your uh, guests have ulterior motives in agreeing to live here? I am positive that one of them has. Why? When my three guests, as you call them, arrived, I explained to them quite clearly that I wanted companionship, that living in this musty old house would be something of a hardship for them, but that there would be a reward. You were referring, of course, to your will. Yes. They themselves witnessed the drawing up of the will, naming all three as equal heirs. Oh, so. I am a strong and robust woman, Mr. Drake, even at 60. I am afraid one of my heirs feared that I would live too long. I see. You have, of course, definite proof of this. No, no. Two weeks ago at dinner, we were served mushrooms. Afterwards, I became violently ill. I'm afraid I was never closer to death. And then something else happened? Something else happened. Yesterday, I was walking on the terrace. A heavy urn which had been resting on the balcony railing above fell and crashed within inches of where I stood. But uh, couldn't that have been an accident also? An accident? Yes. Oh, the urn weighed at least 50 pounds. This had remained in that one spot for years. I see. And that event, Madame Valentine... Oh, excuse me. Certainly. That will be Melissa with our tea. Now, come in, Melissa. Here's your tea. You said it said you wanted it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Melissa. Put it there on the coffee table, please. Yes. I guess you know you shouldn't be out of bed. They're mushrooms. Yes, yes, I know, Melissa. You may go. Yes. Only if you ain't going to do what the doctor... You may go, Melissa. All right, I'll go. Only it ain't right for you to be out. <laughs> Melissa seems solicitous of your health, Madame Valentine. Melissa is a dear. Been with us so long, she's almost one in the family. I see. Cream and sugar, Mr. Drake? Neither, thank you. You know, 
Most men prefer neither. Being of the old school, I take both. <laughs> I see you do. Well, Mr. Drake, are you convinced that I am in danger of being murdered? I'm convinced, Madam Valentine, that you... There's something wrong. I... I don't know. The tea... Good heavens. Here, let me... I... Oh, I'm afraid we'd be too late, Mr. Drake. Oh, oh please help me. Right. I'll call a doctor. Melissa! Oh. you getting a little familiar, Bart, my boy? Awfully glad you could drop down, Noah. I have a very dear friend I want you to meet. Oh, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, Bart, you didn't get me Keep down here quiet just... and huh? stop acting dumb, will you? Play along with what? me. What? Uh, how's that, Bart? Play along? Come on down to the library, old man. She's in there waiting for us. She, he says, I might have known. There's always a she mixed up in these <laughs> deals. Here we are, Inspector. Step right in and prepare yourself for a surprise. Well, Inspector. What do you mean, well, Inspector? What are you sore at me for? What's the matter with you anyhow, Bart? Come on along. I'll show you. Show me what? You see this couch? Sure, I see it. Hey, whoa. What's that under the blanket? Exactly what you think it is, Inspector. A corpse. A corpse. Whose corpse? What's it doing there? It's Madame Valentine's corpse, Inspector. She was poisoned an hour and a half ago, murdered. You don't say. Just like that, eh? How do you know she was poisoned? I saw her drink it. Saw her? You know, Bart, sometimes you give me a little bit of a headache. Now, why don't you take pity on the poor old dumb inspector and tell him what happened? I've told you what happened. Madame Valentine and I were sitting here drinking tea. Suddenly she gasped out that she'd been poisoned and died. Couldn't be any simpler, could it? You don't happen to know who put the poison in the tea, do you, Bart? No, but I expect to shortly. Oh, you do? Yes. I'm conducting a little experiment, Inspector. You see, no one but the person who put the poison in the tea knows that Madame Valentine is dead. Except me. Except you. I'm playing a waiting game, Inspector. Sooner or later, the murderer is going to reveal his hand by coming in here and inquiring about Madame's health or revealing knowledge of her death. Kind of cute at that. You think it'll work? It'll save us a lot of trouble if it does, won't it, Inspector? Yeah. Say, bye. Yes, Inspector. You got a good gimme call, right? But there's a couple of things wrong with it. Oh, and what are they? Well, for one thing, you should have called a doctor when the madam began to strangle on that tea. The madam was dead before I had a chance, Inspector. You sure of that? Very sure. Huh. You should have called the police, though. But I did call the police, Inspector. I called you, remember? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, that's so. Uh, what have you been doing all the time it took me to get down here? Reading books, Inspector. Reading books? That's right. My, my, just sitting here keeping watch on the corpse and reading books. But they were very rare books, Inspector. First editions. I give a good deal to own some of them. You would, eh? Hey, what's that? It sounds as though we're about to have visitors, Inspector. The murderer, eh? Or the murderers. Oh. Who are you? Who will I tell her I am, Bart? Come in, Miss Valentine. I presume that these are your two cousins. Yes, I... I'm Frank Winthrop. This is my brother, Earl. Are you Barton Drake? That's right. I'm glad to know you. Well, we can't say the same. Sally told us how you came, forcing your way in here, Drake. Forcing my way in. You certainly did. 
And you put the foot in the door. Apparently, Miss Valentine, you neglected to mention that I was invited here by your aunt. I don't believe that. Aunt Bertha was seeing no one. She saw me. What are you going to do about it? Why, you implore... Look here, my man. Frank and I won't stand for that sort of thing. Not for a minute. Not for a minute, eh? Then why did it take you an hour and a half to decide to do something about it? None of your business. Why? Now you can take your father and get out of here. Father, now just a My minute. father and I will be glad to get out of here, Mr. Winthrop. But first, aren't you at all curious as to what happened to your aunt? What's happened to her? That's right. What are you talking about? Isn't she all right? Where is Aunt Bertha? Oh, oh no. Sorry. What is it? It's Aunt Bertha. She's dead. Looks as though your plan was backfiring on you, Bart. Aunt Bertha. Good heavens, she's been poisoned. How do you know she's been poisoned, Winthrop? Never mind how I know. The point is, you poisoned her, Drake. I He po- did. I know he did. He wanted the books. I heard him say so. Of course. He had the motive and the opportunity. Earl, call the police. You don't have to call the police. That man there is a policeman. Inspector Danton, I demand that you arrest Barton Drake for the murder of my aunt. Well, I... Uh... Officer, do your duty. Drake was the only one with her. If he didn't do it, why has he waited so long to report the crime? Funny thing, I asked him that myself. Well, are you going to make the arrest, or shall we call your superiors? This puts me in a heck of a position. All right. Barton Drake, I arrest you for the murder of Madame Bertha Valentine. It's as good as any. Just as you say, Inspector. I'm entirely in your hands. Yeah, in my hands. Very funny. Place is empty. Guess we can talk without being disturbed. Yes, and uh, what is it we're going to talk about? I'm your prisoner, you know, Inspector. Yeah, you're my prisoner. So now, uh, what do we do? I don't know. May I make a suggestion? Yeah. Yeah, give me some ideas, Bart. I think you'd better handcuff me. Oh, cut it out, will you? But, Inspector, you sounded so convincing when you said, Barton Drake, I arrest you for the murder of Madame Bertha Valentine. I was impressed. Oh, stop it, stop Evidence it. you were reading books while the corpse reposed on the couch. Lay off, will you, Bart? Barton Drake, you're a dangerous criminal who should have been brought to justice long Quit ago. Quit needling me. When the super hears about this, I'll probably get a medal. Oh, for guy's sake. <laughs> oh, well, here comes my accuser. Come in, Miss Valentine. And witness the spectacle of a prisoner being abused by his captor. Now, listen, Bart. Mr. Drake, I'm sorry. Oh, come, Miss Valentine. People should never be sorry for a murder. I, I, I know you didn't poison that Bertha. Oh, but I did. I had a bottle of arsenic in one pocket and a bottle of cyanide in another. I always carry Please, my... Please, Mr. Drake. It... Well, Inspector Danton and I thought it best to, to pretend. Inspector Danton and you? Yes. You see, I met Inspector Danton outside the house before you saw him. You what? Well, I heard you call him on the telephone, and I went down to the street and waited until he drove up. You see, Bart, every once in a while, the old inspector gets to jump on you. Yes, I see. Very clever of you. (laughs) And you too, Miss Valentine. Now that you've both succeeded in your plan, would you mind explaining the purpose behind it? Don't you see, Mr. Drake? Someone murdered Aunt Bertha. And if that same someone suspects that you were aware of his identity, well... Your life would be in danger, too. Get it, Bart? Arresting you for the murder will make the real murderer think 
He's in the clear. You don't seem to realize that now the murderer has a good, legitimate excuse for shooting me. Since I'm a prisoner, he can claim that I was attempting to escape. I never thought of that. It seems to me that neither of you thought, period. The idea. Now, don't get indignant, please, Miss Valentine. It won't help. Uh, uh, No need to get excited. I can always announce that I've decided you're not the guilty party. Uh, uh, That would cap the climax, Inspector. I suppose that by... Taking me up to this room for questioning, you realize you've given the murderer an opportunity to destroy any evidence that might have been lying around in the library? Oh, dear, and, and, I, and I was only trying to help. Oh, for God's sake, don't start the ball, lady. Things are bad enough as they are. Okay, Bart, uh, what do you want us to do? That's better. I want Miss Valentine to go downstairs and keep her two cousins occupied while you and I search the library in an effort to discover what changes have taken place since we were there before. See, that's a good idea. By golly, I knew I was making a mistake when I arrested Barton Drake. Uh, What a relief. Here's the library, Inspector. Go in here and make sure the coast is clear. Okay. Nobody here. Come on in, Bart. You better lock the door. We don't want any unexpected visitors. Okay. It's locked. Now what? There's another door over there that leads to the dining room and kitchen. Go over and lock it, please. Okay. All I am is an errand boy. That's all you deserve to be after making such a blunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Go ahead and rub it in. (laughs) I'm sorry, Inspector. Well, let's uh, look around. What are we looking for? We're looking for something that isn't here. Now, that makes sense. Something that isn't here. Well, well, well. Would you mind keeping quiet for a minute, Inspector, please? Oh, okay, okay. I'll shut up. There's no doggone use to anybody. Mm. Everything seems the same. Books where I left them. Tea things still on the coffee table. All I did was try and help. By Jove, Inspector. What? What's the matter? I found it. Found what? The thing that isn't here. The thing that isn't... Come along, Inspector. We're going to have a talk with Melissa. It's beginning to look as though you and Miss Valentine weren't so dumb after all. I told Miss Valentine that something would happen if she got out of bed. I told her. And now she's dead. Dead, dead. Yes, yes, we know how badly you feel, Melissa. And now we want you to help us find out who's responsible for Madame Valentine's death. I told her, I told her. And now she's dead. Dead, dead. Look, lady, you said that before, before, before. Now, who put the poison in the tea? No, me. wasn't me. You needn't go saying it was me now. I wouldn't pardon Miss Valentine for nothing. That's what we figure. No one did it for nothing. But there are plenty who would do it for something, like the dough they'd get when the will was read. Inspector, please, huh? just a minute. Melissa, there's one or two questions we'd like to ask. Do you mind? Won't do no good, not a bit. When a person's innocent, you can't make him guilty no matter how hard you try. That's true, and we don't think you're guilty, Melissa. You don't? No, not at all. Then what are you all doing in my kitchen? What are you trying to scare the daylights out of me for? What are you... Look, lady, relax. Just sit still a minute and stop talking, will you? It'll be a big help. Oh? Is that so? Yeah, that's so. Melissa, when you were brewing the tea for Madame Valentine and me, did anyone come into the kitchen? Sure they did. They all did. Uh Mr. Frank was here, and Miss Sally was here, and Mr. Earl was here. So any one of them could have poisoned the tea, eh? No, they couldn't. None of them could. Why not, Melissa? Because I made the tea in the pantry. None of them came into the pantry, so they wouldn't have had a chance. I see. Would you have known if one of them had slipped into the pantry, Melissa? Sure, I'd have known. I was standing right there, wasn't I? I can see and hear, can't I? And likewise talk. 
Mart, that gives me an idea. What is it, Inspector? The poison was put into a tea bag before Melissa came into the pantry. That must have been it. It must have. Them three was always running out of the kitchen all the time. So now all we have to do is find the poison tea bag. And then what, Inspector? Then what? Well, then we'll know how the poison got into the teapot. Won't we? <laughs> and we'll be right back where we started. No, Inspector. Oh. I think we're on the wrong track entirely. We've still got to find the thing that wasn't there. And I'm quite sure I know where to look. You know, Bart, the thing that gets me about these deals is that we always wind up hunting for something in somebody's room and I never know what we're looking for. <laughs> well, this time I'm not quite sure what we're looking for myself, Inspector. Let's try this room here. You want me to go in and see if the coast is clear? No, no, I doubt if we'll be disturbed. Hmm. Seems like a man's room. Marvelous. He sees a lot of men's clothes lying around, so he deduces it's a man's room. <laughs> this must be the bathroom over here. Let's go take a look. The bathroom. What do you expect to find in there? A bathtub, among other things. Yes, it's a bathroom, all sure right. Sure it is. Look at the tub. Big enough to swim in. Too bad it isn't Saturday night. The place is rather messed up, isn't it, Inspector? Does that prove something? I'm not sure. Look at those spots on the floor. What do they look like to you, Inspector? Spots. <laughs> Inspector, you kill me. Well, let's get out of here and... All right, Drake. Get your hands up. Well, Cousin Earl Winthrop. Inspector, are you... Okay, Winthrop, put the gun down. Not until you explain what you're doing in this room. Oh, yeah, now look, Bob, I'm giving the orders in this deal. Put down that gun. Sorry, Inspector. You had your chance. From now on, I'm giving the orders. You are. Hey, well, we'll see about that. I warn you, keep away from me. Careful, Inspector. Careful, my eye. No sawed-off half-pint is going to tell me how to run my business. All right, shrimp. Stand back, you fool. One more step well, and I'll... Go ahead. What's stopping you? I'm coming. Inspector, wait, wait. wait. as though you've added a second murder to your list? How do you mean a second murder? He isn't dead. I only winged him. Inspector, speak to me. Hi. Tell me, where did he get you? To the heart, I think. Am I dead, Bart? <laughs> far from it, as far as I can see. The bullet only tore the sleeve of your coat. Is that a fact? Well, I better get up then. Yes, you better. Where's the dirty skunk who plugged me? I'm right here, old boy. The next time I'll not miss. What's happened? We heard a shot. Is anyone hurt? It's the inspector. What happened, girl? Nothing much. The old boy thought I wouldn't shoot and found out otherwise. But why would you shoot Inspector Danton? And what are you all doing in Frank's room? Frank's room? I thought this was where Earl slept. Sure, it's my room. What about it? A good deal about it, Frank. Inspector, if you feel up to it, will you be good enough to slip a pair of handcuffs on our friend Frank here? Sure. Hey, what is this? Go ahead, Inspector. I'll take care of Earl. Why, you stop twisting my arm. Stop the gun, Earl. Okay, okay, I've dropped it. Now, what's the idea? You'll know in a minute. How are you doing, Inspector? Lovely, just lovely. Those bracelets fit okay, Frank, not too snug. What do you think you're getting away with? Guess. Sally, I demand that you call the police. But Inspector Denton is a policeman, Frank. Which one of the boys murdered Aunt Bertha, Inspector? Search me, lady. All I am is an errand boy. Who's the guilty party, Bart? 
Frank, I think, Inspector. What do you mean, Frank? Listen, Drake. You see, Inspector, everything hinged on the thing that wasn't there. The thing that wasn't there? Yes. When the inspector arrested me and took me upstairs for questioning, Frank was given the opportunity to remove the evidence from the library that would prove how the poison had been administered. And what was the evidence? The pitcher of cream. You see, no one had a chance to poison the tea itself, but Frank knew that Madame Valentine used cream in her tea. Of course, he was taking a chance that I, too, used cream, but... but... he knew Madame Valentine would be the first to use the cream because she was a lady, and the first to sip her tea because she was the hostess. Ladies first. Inspector, your manners are perfect. You're both crazy. You can't prove a thing. I think we can, Winthrop. You see, you removed the cream pitcher when I was being third-degreed by the inspector. You left everything else just as it was, thinking no one would notice that the pitcher was missing. That's a hot one. How are you going to prove it? Because when you disposed of the contents of the pitcher in your bathroom, Winthrop, you spilled a few drops. The bathroom hasn't been cleaned today. Drake, you're way off the beam. You can't spin a murder on me with that evidence. No, but when we take the fingerprints from the pitcher, which you carefully washed and returned to the china closet, I Why, think... Why, you we... lousy dime store detective... Oh, Grab him, Inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. That guy forgot that he was handcuffed. Tell me, Bart. Tell you what, Inspector? Why Madame Valentine asked you to come up and see her instead of reporting her suspicions to the police. But the answer to that is obvious, Inspector. You see, she knew that mystery is my hobby. Welcome back. Well, I enjoyed the scene where Barton was really having to fight to get admission uh, into Madame Valentine's house. Uh, but probably Inspector Denton's decision to uh, make a plan uh, involving a relative of the victim without telling his erstwhile associate may not have been his best moment on the show. But other than that, this was uh, another uh, pretty good episode. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, some listener comments and feedback now. And these are on the uh, Christmas feed. Uh, and I've mentioned that I've set up a feed uh, for those who have uh, podcast readers. And I've also submitted this to a bunch of the stores and uh, directories where you can uh, listen to all the different Christmas episodes we've done of things like Richard Diamond, Nick Carter, Nero Wolf, The Saint. Uh, just going to christmasfeed.com greatdetectives.net Tammy writes on uh, Facebook uh, just found you on Spotify the Christmas ones, I love it I hope there will be more well thanks so much Tammy and there will be more uh, we will have four Christmas specials uh, December 21st through 24th uh, so Casey, the Fat Man uh, Man Called X and Mystery is My Hobby will all have Christmas episodes 
uh, and uh, those will be both on the main feed and on the Christmas feed, as well as the individual show feeds. And speaking of all these new feeds, because we've not just added uh, a feed for Christmas episodes, uh, but we've been adding a lot of shows that we've done over the last few years. Probably for the first three to four years, we were adding everything as we went, and then uh, some difficulties with the Apple Store just kind of made it uh, more hard to add show feeds and so we've been out of it for like six or seven years, uh, but uh, been catching up on the backlog. Uh, Bill's uh, question over on Facebook is, are you going to have a list of all the series uh, that have their own feeds on your website? I'm already subscribed to the Richard Diamond feed and getting ready to subscribe to Boston Blackie. Uh, thanks. Uh, the answer is, hopefully, um, it's one of those things where uh, keeping uh, the website up to date, particularly, and where you, you would find all the feeds that I've been able to update is at biglist.greatdetectives.net. Uh, but uh, it is a challenge with all of the different feeds coming in. But we're going to aim for that. Maybe a while till we get everything synced. Uh, but hopefully by the time that people are listening to this podcast, it'll be pretty close to having all the feeds that we have. And we're not just going to have show feeds for everything, because there are some shows that um, are not particularly well known, and people are going to be unlikely to search for. So we're going to have some uh, combination feeds that we're going to be trying out. Uh, we're going to have um, uh, what I'm calling a gentleman detective feed, uh, for uh, four different uh, detectives who uh, don't take money and are not particularly uh, well-known that they had radio series. So be things like The Casebook of Gregory Hood, uh, A Life in Your Hands, and The Private Files of Rex Saunders, along with those two episodes of Raffles that are uh, that we were able to play uh, this year. And then we're going to have a feed for all of the series where we have three to nine episodes, as well as those where we just have one or two episodes. And we're also going to have a feed uh, where you can uh, check out all the mystery specials we've done with episodes of Suspense or Lux Radio Theater or Campbell's Playhouse. So there will be a feed for that. So we're working on getting this uh, somewhat straightened out. And I appreciate everyone's patience. And like I said, I hope to be able to get biglist.greatdetectives.net updated as we do this. All right, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Ray. Ray's been one of our Patreon supporters since July, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thanks so much for the support, Ray. And that will do it for today. Join us back here uh, tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And we'll be back next Thursday, another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.